0: Entrepreneur's Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and entrepreneurs how to monetize and grow their businesses. This is episode 10 of Influencer Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, we're talking to Addie Ganley a Frugal Fanatic, as well as AddieGanley.com. Addie's first site, Frugal Fanatic, was established more than six years ago, where she honed in on her affiliate marketing monetization. She now teaches bloggers and influencers how to effectively use affiliate marketing to monetize via Pinterest. Addie is actually here also to offer my audience a free email course on affiliate marketing. Okay, guys, we are going to get right into this. I am here with Addie Ganley. How are you, Addie? Good. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Addie has the site AddieGanley.com as well as Frugal Fanatic, and I we I gave a little bit of an intro in the beginning. But Addie, if you could tell my audience a little bit more about yourself and your site.
1: I would love it. Sure. So I actually have a frugal site called com, which I started um, way back in like 2011 as a hobby. And it just kind of talks about um, frugal living and uh, staying on a budget and stuff like that. And after about, two years into it, I kind of got serious and thought like, if I'm going to be spending this time away from my family, then I need to monetize what I'm doing. So that's kind of what led me to where I'm at today. So last year, I launched my second site called AddieGanley.com. And it teaches people how to profit um, using a blog as a platform. And it specifically focuses on like affiliate marketing and leveraging Pinterest, because that's really what like took my frugal blog to the next level.
0: Okay. And I'm super excited to learn more about that. Um, just because Pinterest drives so much traffic, you must see the same thing over at Frugal Fanatic, correct?
1: Yeah. With with my Frugal site, it kind of just like, it runs on autopilot a lot because I really built these systems with Pinterest. So I really don't do a lot on that site as, as much as like I used to do. Um, but a lot of the traffic, like I don't even know, maybe 90% of it now is just from Pinterest. Yes. I absolutely yeah.
0: understand. So what would you say was the toughest thing about blogging. How long did you, have you had Frugal Fanatic for?
1: So it'll be, I guess almost six years, like probably this summer, I think it's six years. Okay. So you grew up Um, with with Pinterest, just like me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was like, I know what people always say, like an early adopter. I did wait a little bit, like it came around and I was like, oh, not another platform. Like I don't want to do this. And I kind of hopped on and I'm glad that I did because that's really what like took my blog to a business online.
0: So what would you say is the toughest thing you've dealt with as far as for blogging?
1: The toughest thing, this might not be something necessarily like blogging business, but it's really like balancing the time with my family life and my kids and figuring out like how to make this all work. So I feel like most of the people I see in this online space are young and they don't have families. And I feel like I struggle with that a lot because I only have Some days it's like maybe three to four hours a day to work. So just like really prioritizing my tasks and figuring out like what's going to actually grow my business. Because I used to seriously spend so much time on activities and just things that were meaningless to my blog. I just felt like I was just doing those like regular things, just like get it going. And I never spent the time on what's going to like grow my blog and grow my income. So I feel like in the beginning that was like the hardest, like figuring out what's going to take me to where I want to go
0: in this small time frame that I had. Absolutely, now, when you started, did you start with the idea of having it be a business?
1: No, not okay. at all. So at the time, I had a six month old and a one year old and I kind of just wanted like an outlet to connect with people. I'm sure most moms know like once you become a new mom, like it just gets kind of like like monotonous every day like you just need adult interaction. I just like wanted a place to share how we were saving money. At the time, I had like no idea that you could make money on it. I didn't even really know what a blog was. I just kind of like started it on WordPress and was like, all right,
0: let's do this. So I'm impressed you started on WordPress. I started on blogspot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of I feel like I, I looked at a couple of blogs first. And I was like, Oh, well, this is what you do. Like, I didn't even know there was a free option. I didn't I just kind of saw that and was like, Yep, yeah, that's it. That's what I'll do. So I just immediately started with my own like hosted site.
0: So smart. Yes. I think yeah. That, it could, yeah. Because that was one of the biggest things was actually transitioning over. I think for me was such a nightmare.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what I feel like a lot of people ask me now. And I'm like, well, if you're going to be in it for the long run and you want it to be business, like just go to your own hosted site first.
0: Yes. I actually did a podcast interview in the very beginning when I started out with Melissa Jado um, that it was all about that. Why mompreneurs should have a WP site. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So where do you feel like your strengths lies?
1: So for me, I feel like my strengths are figuring out like the systems and the processes that are the most important to grow my blog and business. Like I said, I used to waste so much time on stuff and now I feel like I've realized like 80% of what I need to do is gonna bring in like the most business or my most income or spending the amount of time I have. And I feel like my strengths are figuring out like those processes and then having them run almost on like autopilot. Cause again, I don't have a lot of time to spend. So I feel like I'm always testing like, okay, what email course will get them to this product or what um, sponsor can I get that will help me to um, take my blog to the next level and earn more money and just like keep my authentic voice. Like I feel like I'm always just looking for something that I can put in place that'll grow my business without me having to put in so much time. Yes.
0: I think once I figured out that I needed systems in place, it made such a huge difference because it was oh. easier then to to kind of hand it off to someone else to help with things where in the past I could never do that.
1: Yeah. And I feel like also like diversifying what I've done, like I feel like I started like most bloggers, like I put ads on my site to make money or I did a little bit of affiliate marketing or a little bit of this. And I feel like Figuring out like what works for my business and not not just focusing on like okay well someone else did this to make money I'm going to do that or someone did this like really figuring out what is best for me my family life my business and just using that and running with that
0: perfect so that actually gets into my next question what does your income look like is it kind of all in one area do you have your eggs and all in one basket or is it kind of spread
1: out diversified um, so for me it's definitely diversified I feel like it's like constantly evolving like. Last year, um, the main income was like affiliate marketing. Um, that was probably, I think it was over 50% last year. Um, and then I launched my first course last year. So courses was a little bit, I had a little bit of sponsored posts. I still have some ads on my frugal site. Um, but coming into this year, I can definitely see that it'll probably be like 30% course sales, 30% affiliate marketing. And then the rest will just be other things that I have going on between both businesses.
0: No, that makes total sense. And now tell me a little bit about the courses that you have. You mentioned it quickly that it's about 30% of your income. Mm -hmm. What courses do you have?
1: So I have, the first one I launched last year was called Blog Audience Formula. And that was the very first course I ever launched. And it was an open-close launch. And I just did like the one-time and I went through with the students I had and I realized that my students really wanted more about profit and monetization. So I launched Penn Affiliate Masterclass. So that's like my signature program, Um I launched it twice last year, and then I'm going to be launching again the first week of March. So it just specifically focuses on um, earning money by leveraging Pinterest and utilizing affiliate marketing. So for anyone who doesn't have their own product or service to sell, or maybe they're just getting started with their online business and they they need to make money to fuel their business, um, they can take this course to learn how to have these systems that work on autopilot so they have more time to spend on the things they like doing in their business while they're still earning money.
0: So now, for that course, what made you choose Pinterest as the because it drove the most traffic, or what what was it about it?
1: Uh, well, for me, Pinterest I always call it like the game changer. Like that's what made my business go from like hobby to pro blogging and actually having a business. Um, so it seemed like such a natural fit because I have done so well on it, and I feel like with Pinterest, like you don't have to have um, like tons of traffic coming to your site. You don't have to have all these other platforms or a huge email list. Like you can get on Pinterest and have like the right content, the right pins and drive people to your site that are interested in what you have and what you have to offer. And then they will become a subscriber or a longtime reader on your blog.
0: It's funny because we actually, last episode, now this, when this actually airs, your course is open. Um, the cart mm-hmm. will be open. But now when we had last week's episode, it was with Kate All from Simple Pin Media. So we talked a lot about Pinterest and how the um, algorithm has definitely changed. But by using a smart feed and using keywords, it's easy mm-hmm. enough to come up and drive traffic and like you're saying, gain a new audience. So it's fabulous. It's definitely one of the ways that for me, Pinterest has made a huge difference and still continues to. Now mm-hmm. I have an actual question for you. Since you have the two different businesses, do you have two different Pinterest accounts or do you just use one?
1: Yeah. So I, I have two, um, whenever I first started my ad site, I really, really wanted to use my frugal one. Cause I already had like a large audience on there and I was so tempted to, but when I sat down and figured out exactly what my dot site was going to be about, I realized that like, those audiences were two completely different audiences. So Frugal Fanatic, they're coming to learn how to save money. I have a little bit of making money on their budgeting. It just wasn't the right fit. So I just completely separated them and started new.
0: Okay. And you so that's interesting, because that was that has been kind of a struggle for me. I mean, Jenny Melrose was established in September, and I wasn't I didn't want to start from scratch. <laughs> yeah, because, Yeah, you know, you have that following. And I'm kind of like, with the way that the smart feed is working, as far as keywords, I was kind of like, We're going to stay right here and stay comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. So I haven't quite made that choice yet. But we'll see because I can definitely see a difference. The traffic that goes to um, Jenny Melrose is definitely a lot less because, like you're saying, my audience isn't looking for that. They're looking for the recipes and the crafts and the kids' stuff, not necessarily things about blogging. So that makes sense. I have to definitely look more into that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you (laughs) just really need to, like, hone in on the person you want to come to your profile, and I feel like when I was doing that, when I separated them, like my profiles are completely different. The keywords I use, like the call to action in my bio, like my boards are really specific, and that's how I want it to be like really, really specific, and I couldn't do that by having one account.
0: Yes. No, it's definitely a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. If you look at my Pinterest name, it's like Jenny Melrose, lifestyle blogger, entrepreneur, da 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 in that list, you know, trying to get everything in there, and it's quite difficult. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely tough. And then people, like, I feel like I want them to recognize me for certain things. So I want them to know, like, okay, this is the frugal blog. This is the separate site. So it isn't confusing because I feel like I almost have two separate audiences. So people who follow my Addie Gamley site don't follow my frugal Fanatic site. And that's fine. And I don't want to constantly be like, oh, how about this information or this information? And it'd be totally different. Right.
0: No, that definitely makes sense to me. So tell me a little bit more about the pins. Do you feel like that the pins that you create that drive traffic for affiliate marketing. Are they understanding that they're ready to buy? Like, it's a pin that they can tell that they're going through to purchase something more or less.
1: So for me, I focus on like a value driven concept. So instead of having, um, like the pin be something they actually buy, I always tell people like their blog or their website is like the middleman, because I want people to come from Pinterest read my content, realize how valuable and helpful it is, and then make a purchase or sign up for my email list and then make an affiliate purchase from there. So I don't do like affiliate marketing directly on the pin for them to just buy it. I want them to build that relationship with me, um, enjoy my content, click around on my blog, sign up for what I have. So whenever they're coming to it, they're clicking on something that's clearly just like answering a question for them so it's just a pin that they saw that maybe is like 10 tips how to get more work done today that they're interested in they come to that and then there might be an affiliate offer within there but they're still getting like that valuable content first
0: perfect so you're solving a problem or hitting on a pain point more or less
1: yeah and i'm just like focusing on like the actual authentic story with it and recommending products that like, I've personally used, and I know can be helpful to them, not just being like, hey, buy this, or come to this pin, and you're going to purchase this item. So it's all, like, a value-driven concept. Yes.
0: No, that totally makes sense. And I love the way that you said authentic, because you and I have had that conversation when mm-hmm. we talked about working with brands, because, you know, of course, that's my jam. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you and I had that conversation about how do you make it work so it's not so salesy and sleazy. And it's the same thing with like affiliate marketing. Sometimes it can feel like you go over for affiliate marketing it's just a straight sales pitch. So by Mm -hmm. making it authentic like you're talking about, it just makes it easier. The transition is much simpler.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that's like the key to earning money with affiliate marketing because your audience trusts you and I always say it's like a friendship. Like you'd never recommend one of your friends to like, go try a restaurant that you've never tried. Like you never be like, Hey, the food was so good. And like, you never were there. So I feel like it's the same thing with blogging. Like I, I would never be like, go buy this product. And I've never actually tried it. So it's again, all based upon like solving their needs and answering their questions. And then like the affiliate offer is the solution. Yes.
0: So I'm going to be totally honest. One of the areas in my income that I struggle with has always been affiliate marketing because mm-hmm. I've th- kind of struggled with understanding that, like, how do I give my audience something that I've used, but at the same time, make it something that's easily accessible to purchase. And I think your, I did your email course that you're actually Mm -hmm. offering. um, That's a free course to sign up that my readers can actually go to. They can go to JennyMelrose.com backslash podcast 10. And the download is there to actually sign up for your email course. But when I went through your course, it kind of like opened my eyes to, okay, this is what I do with sponsored posts. Like this is, it makes more sense to me after having gone through your course. I think you did a yeah. really great job with the way that you made sure that it was um, tangible and still actionable. So they're able to put it into practice immediately.
1: Oh, well, thank you. That's, that's good to hear. Cause I feel like I, I get so many people come to me and they're like, I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, all you have to do is just share your story or share your experience and be authentic with like what you liked and what you didn't like. Like, it's okay. You don't, you're not just trying to like sell your audience something. You're actually helping them and solving a product by like giving them that solution.
0: So do you recommend creating content based upon products then that you've used that naturally will fit in authentically?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always tell people if they're about to start, one of the easiest ways is obviously to, to like write like a review post or a tutorial or how to like something like how you use a specific like planner or how you use your camera taking pictures for your blog of your recipes or something that you use every day for your business or your blog or something that's like niche specific and write a review or a how to so that you can teach them something while you're still recommending a product that you use.
0: All right. So one of the things that I often will see that a lot of bloggers have done, I've definitely done it in the past, and I'm curious to get your feel for it, um, are those roundup posts. Like, um, for example, 10 healthy um, products that can kind of get you on the street. and It's got the Instapot, it's got the slow cooker, and it's pretty much straight just a list of products that go towards
1: healthy eating. What are your thoughts? What are your take on things like that? So you can definitely do something like that. I have just personally found that when you have a post that just has like one affiliate offer in it, it converts much higher, at least for my site. And then okay. for some of my students I've seen, um, cause when you have a list post like that and you have all these offers, people become overwhelmed and they're kind of like, okay, well, which one are you recommending or which one is the best or which one should I purchase? So you can definitely do that. I mean, I have resources pages on both my blogs that obviously list like everything I recommend, um, And people are more drawn to a list post, especially from Pinterest. Like they want to come over and see that. But oftentimes I'll tell people, like, if you have to include more than one, like, make sure that you give a lot of content around it instead of just being like, here's my top 10 and listing them and like linking your affiliate link. Like at least give more content. Like, why do you like these 10? What have they done for you? Maybe link to another blog post that you wrote specifically about each one so that people are still getting like that value in it.
0: Okay. That makes total sense. Yes, because I think, honestly, the highest converting post that I have isn't even necessarily one that gets a ton of traffic. It's Mm -hmm. one where I listed maybe to a couple of the, like, materials that I used. It's actually for a high chair tutu.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice.
0: (laughs) We're very girly over here with two girls. So, and that is definitely, it's the tool. That tool gets purchased constantly. And I think I only linked maybe one other piece because it's not a complicated thing to create and it had minimal products. So that makes sense as far as having only a couple, maybe like one to two call to actions at the most to click through.
1: Yeah, otherwise it's just like confusing and overwhelming. And I feel like someone coming to that post, like, They want to know how to do that. They're going to purchase it. But if you had a list like, oh, you can do this and this and that, it just becomes like overwhelming and stressful and people don't even know what to click on.
0: Yes. Okay. I love that advice. Oh. Excellent. So tell me more about the course. I am dying to get inside <laughs> to take that. Uh-huh. Like the, I am like on edge waiting for you to open court cart. And at <laughs> yeah. this point when this is airing cart is open. So yes. give us a bit, little bit more information about your course. How many modules are they video? What does it consist of?
1: So there are six core modules and that includes um, like tech trainings Um, actual like step-by-step of like actual systems that I have in place on both of my sites to make money with affiliate marketing. Um, There's bonuses and then this time around there's going to be three different levels. So um, there's VIP which comes with like the private community because I feel like that's a huge huge part of my course is having that community. Um, There's a second level which is elite where you can be in like a small group program to help you stay accountable and focused and get through the course and then there's a um, boss tier where you actually actually can have like one-on-one strategy calls with me to make sure that you are doing exactly what you need to do to increase your affiliate income. So, um, there's a lot going on. There's early bird this time. The cart's only open for one week. So it's only open for a limited time. I normally have it open, um, a lot longer, but this time it's gonna be pretty short. Um, but it does have like the community, the bonuses, tech trainings, there's a workbook to help you. And then we do, um, like weekly office hours in our Facebook group. Okay. Oh, I love
0: that. Yep. Office hours are a huge hit. I'm yeah. sure. Like, I've seen such a difference when it comes to that because they can really get that one-on-one attention that people need. I love that. Um, and now, and for those that are listening to this after and the cart is now closed, you relaunch though often, would you say? How many times a year would you say you look to relaunch?
1: Um, probably just twice a year with that course. It's like spring and fall. So it will be open, okay. um, fall of two th- 2017.
0: And do you have a wait list probably available that they can get on if they're listening? To
1: this um, afterwards? Yeah, I do. Yeah. If it's, if it's over, it's com, and you can just sign up right there to be on, on like the lead VIP list. Okay, perfect. That sounds mm-hmm. great.
0: Um, well, Addy, tell me, so one of my, fe- <laughs> I always get giddy about it because I get a kid. <laughs> Um, But one of my favorite questions to ask are your projections for 2017. Where do you see things going blogging wise?
1: Um, Personally, I think 2017, I would say more like one on one and actual interaction with your audience. I feel like a lot of people when it comes to blogging, and I know because I did the same thing, I like hid behind my blog for years upon years. I didn't want like a picture. I didn't want to do like a webinar or workshop, anything like that. I feel like with social media right now, you can start your blog or your business and immediately have like that connection with live streams and your own Facebook group and just actually helping your audience like real life. Because a lot of times I feel like people start and they, they look at someone like they're like, crazy above them. And they can't access them. And I feel like as a blogger, a business owner, like I like to be right there one-on-one with my audience. I like to help them and answer their questions. And I feel like that is where everything is moving towards is like just being like every day behind the scenes, um, live streaming so that they can get their questions answered and just like really building that relationship.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. Personally, I've taken quite an interest into Facebook Live and trying to push myself to get onto it because it isn't something that you're not necessarily comfortable with at first. Um, But it definitely – I've seen such a huge difference.
1: So, yeah, definitely.
0: well, for all of those um, that are looking to sign up for the learning, looking to learn more about affiliate marketing, Addie has her free email course that, again, you can find at JennyMelrose.com backslash podcast 10. You can sign up there and um, receive it. You can also check out Addie's pin Pin affiliate course that is now open at the time of this airing. And I just want to thank you so much, Addy, for taking the time to speak with me and to share your knowledge with my audience.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun. Of course.
0: All right, guys, there you have it. So you can find out more information about Addy over at Addie ganley.com as well as FrugalFanatic.com and she's going to be offering up that e-course. You can find it over at JennyMelrose.com backslash podcast 10 and you'll be able to sign up for the free affiliate marketing email course that Addie is offering right now as well as find out more information about her pin affiliate course that is now open for sale only for a limited time though so we got an open and cart close date here so you need to get in and get out. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Please be sure that you are a member of our Influencer Entrepreneurs Facebook group, where we like to continue the conversation over there about the podcast episodes that we are having. I also want to make sure that we love it when you guys place a review on iTunes and make sure that you are subscribed, so that you get every new episode right at your fingertips.